teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want to take my scripture from the book of 2 Samuel in chapter 6, a popular passage and a familiar story. I'll read from verse 12. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. Hallelujah. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that David sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen effort. So David and all the house of Israel David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting. Come on. And with the sound of trumpet. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart so they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord and when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings that is to the Lord he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both women and men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. That's the much I want to take from this passage. I tag this one. The attitude um, and the expressions of thanksgiving. And to start with, let me just quickly bring you into the context of this passage. David had just been made king over a part of the entire kingdom. And the first thing that David would think to do would be to bring back the Ark of the Covenant of God, which had been taken at war. It had been seized at war by the Philistines. And the Ark of the Covenant was symbolic of the presence of the Lord. And so David was saying, how could God bring me here and I won't have an assurance of his presence while here? Very similar to God talking to Moses and say, hey, rise up and you and all the children you brought out of Egypt and go to the land that I have promised them, Exodus chapter 33. 
And he said, look, I'm going to go way ahead of them and I'll clear out every impediment and I'll give them the land, but let them know that I'm not coming in their midst. He said, because if I do, I will consume them. And that was a bad news for the children of Israel and for Moses in particular. So it's something pretty similar. And Moses had to go before the Lord and make sure that he got God's presence before he moved. It was the same thing with David here. Now he's brought me here. He's anointed me to be king over Israel for the past 17 years thereabout. Finally, I'm stepping in there. I need you, God. He seemed to be saying, yeah, thank you, Lord. But I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Thank you for this. How many of my colleagues or contemporaries have ever attained this in life to this life? But I need the old every I need the oh bless me now must save you. I never forget the God that brought me this far. I need him to sustain me now. I need him for what is still left of my life to achieve in this kingdom. I need him. So he went for the ark. He brought the ark. And he brought it with the best of preparation, the best of vehicles, the best of tools, the best that the world could offer. But the problem with that was this. It wasn't because it was excellent. It wasn't because it was the best. It was because it lacked something of God's commandment. So no matter how excellent your projections may be, make sure it is not lacking in God's instructions. It's not lacking in obedience to God. It was like we learned that while the procession was going, and it was good, it was with singing and with the palm. But the animals ran into some impediments that almost tumbled over some hills, over some whatever. And then the ark was going to fall off. And Uzzah, the faithful, beautiful young man that was, come on, found faithful to be chosen to drive. He reached out his hand to steady the ark. Why would the ark fall? And that was the mistake of a lifetime. He said, really? It was a mistake. It wasn't deliberate. But as far as God's commandment was concerned, that missed the mark. That was a sin. Sin is missing the mark. He meant well. He didn't plan evil. He didn't go to work against God. No, no, no. He wanted to help there's a place where we can't help God. There are places where we should let God be God. If you were the one terrible, don't you think we have done the better? Thank God it wasn't me. I don't think I would have done it better. I would have loved to help. Except as the Holy Ghost we direct me somewhere else. Otherwise, come on. And guess what happened? Who's that died on the spot? See, forget Ananias and Sapphira. They planned it and they executed it, so they got it. Uzzah didn't plan it. And that upset David. I'm trying to do all 
not because I'm pleasing for what I can get. No, because I know that he is, he is the author. He is the finisher of every aspect of my life. He brought me here and I need him. So I'm doing everything to be right. Why? He left it there and said, no. At that point, it was the house of Obedidom. They said, put it there. We are taking it back to the Philistines. Put it there. I left it. But in the peace of three months, news came to David. God has blessed the house of Obedidom. In such a way that even nature cannot keep quiet. Then David arose. And that's now verse 12 of the chapter we read. He was told, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom and all that belongs to it. I speak a blessing to somebody's life right now. In the name of Jesus, you carry his presence in your system, in your body. In the name of Jesus, the kind of blessings that the world will not be able to help you. But to praise God, I speak it over your lives in Jesus' name. It's Thanksgiving. And all that belongs to him. Because of the ark of God, because of the presence of God, no wonder David received when he committed the greatest atrocity that any man could commit on earth. And God was indicted him, said, Please, anything, God, I'm sorry. I'm ready to live up to this responsibility of my I'm so sorry. Forgive me, please. Whatever you want to do, but one thing, sir, don't take your presence from me. Ah. Cast me not away from your presence and don't take your spirit from me. God is merciful. For him to recognize that in that situation, God left him with those two, clearly. He still drove him forward in life. He fulfilled his assignment. He ended his life as a man after God's heart. I'm speaking to somebody here today. This Thanksgiving will never be like anyone for you in Jesus' name. And that was what he was doing. See the attitude. See the expressions. David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom to the city of David. Watch this. With what? I can't hear you. Come on, shout it. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. For he alone is God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, for He alone is God. I say, praise Him. Praise the Lord with gladness. Praise Him, praise Him. Praise 
praise God. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise Him. Praise the Lord with gladness. Praise Him. Praise Him. For here, Lord. That's Psalm 100, by the way. Psalm of David. You know the theme of the psalm? Thanksgiving. And I looked at it and I read. I said, this is just plainly a catalog of attitudes and expressions of thanksgiving. The same David wrote a poem. And we see here that, no, no, this was the life he lived. He led the life of thanksgiving. No wonder he was different. Watch this. He went to bring it to the city of David with what? Gladness. Hallelujah. And so it was when those bearing the ark of God had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen with sheep. Is somebody hearing me? Now that he has come, he's gone to inquire what he got wrong and he had corrected it. He must be born on the shoulders of the priests. By the time they go dancing, dancing, because they say, hold on, bring me my, my offerings. Sacrifice, oxen, sheep, goat. They continue again dancing towards the world. Dancing and sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, if it's Thanksgiving, there must be gladness of heart. I say to people, Whatever you do, grumbling, you have destroyed. One, you destroy the harvest. Number two, you are trying to stall that establishment. More so when you come before God, say, God, God, uh, thank you, just take. Huh? He says, even if, when it comes to giving, he wants a cheerful giver. What do you pay him to make you who you are? Thank God for developing countries. One of which is Nigeria. We are you must bribe people to do something, to even do the work all they are paid for. Nobody bribes God to keep you alive. Nobody bribes God to keep you healthy. Nobody bribes God to lift you up to where you are then why will you come with an attitude to serve him or to give him? He wants a cheerful giver. Serve the Lord with gladness or not at all. Someone may say, see, you are talking giving. That's for those who have. I have a reason to Praise the Lord. I'm talking of me now. I have a reason to praise the Lord in my life. I have a reason to praise the Lord in my home. I have a reason to praise the Lord. Every living being has a reason, even when they don't know it. Or even when they know it and refuse to acknowledge it, they have a reason. It takes the living to praise God. It takes the living to thank God. 
I don't have anything. They don't like me. Thank God. The only problem is that you're exhibiting everything but thanksgiving. But that you can complain tells us that you are alive and well. And you fail to realize that you are not your own. That's Psalm 100. If you look at the way, oh, oh, glory be to God in the highest. Listen to this. He said, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands of the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. We sing. <laughs> Can you see all the expressions? We sing. Know that the Lord, he is God. He is he who made you. Uh-huh. And not yourself. So you say you don't have anything. Aren't you alive? I have nothing to offer. Can you still talk? Can you still move your feet, your legs? And then you can dance. I have nothing to praise the Lord. You say, why? I tell people, I say, no one was there when God settled my salvation. He settled when I didn't know. The day he revealed it to me, ah, it was a place where he should have kicked me to hell. I remember! You don't know. Why will you know? Every person experience this person to them. I will never forget that he didn't. I was saying, this one, one more time, Lord. Just this one. Just this once more. Have mercy one more time. I mean it. I was a young boy. I was yet to graduate. So don't tell me you're too young. And if outside you've been under this atmosphere, you still think that the devil is stronger? Repent. And put your absolute trust in God and His Son Jesus Christ. To the details of my questions, He answered. And one that could not begin to hear Maraka take it what? I was a trained Baptist. I know. The day I desired I wanted the Holy Spirit, I knelt down with everybody. And I truly wanted. They started speaking. Stammering tongues, even my very good friend. Nothing happened. I said, by God, you see, I want it now. Nothing happened. I said to them, you see that they are lying? Well, I'm not cut out for this. The day he visited me, I just wanted to say thank you. I was overwhelmed with the fact that I should be dead. But I was not only alive, I was one of his choice children. I was taking my birth. I was yet to graduate. I said, thank you, Jesus. In the bathroom, I staggered and held the wall. And from here, I stopped. I said, No, no, no. They said they must lay hands. He came again like a rushing wind. When I got to fellowship, I said, Can I ask a question? Is it possible to speak in tongues without laying of hands? They said, The house of Cornelius. I said, Oh. They told me, The house of Cornelius. So don't tell me you don't have anything. He wants a good attitude. You can never outgive him. Matter of fact, you think that I'm doing God a favor by giving him money. That's pride. 
It takes a living to give God. What if everybody is dead? God, we still take care of the world. Yes, sir. Uh, well, well, well. Where are the billionaires of yesterday? Even their children doesn't show. They don't smell the money anymore. They don't like that around them. So why should I have an attitude given to God? David gave. No wonder his son, Solomon, if he learned anything, he learned this. They said he sacrificed in a way that God came down, going, coming after him. He gave. He gave in an overwhelming manner. He learned it from his father. Today we have people teaching people that don't mind. Nya, nya, nya. God, I beg. What if pastor still sees my money? Did you give it to him? The God you give, we answer you. He will deal with the pastor. What's your problem? Why do you think you should? You can't take the place of God. What's wrong with you? You do what you have to do to God. After everything he gave, look at the next one. Then David danced. Hey, <laughs> with all his might. I'm talking of expressions of thanksgiving. And David was wearing the linen effort. So David and all the house and all the house of Israel brought up the ark before the Lord with what? Shouting. Can I say? Gladness of heart, giving, dancing. That means there was singing, there was music, there was dancing, <laughs> there was shouting. Is that not exactly some 100? With shouting and with the sound of trumpets. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Micah, his daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling. David was not doing this gently. No, 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 no. He wasn't gentlemanly about it. They said he was whirling. He saw him whirling and leaping. King whirling and leaping. I mean, I said, ah, you are the king now. What's wrong with you? Take it easy, kingy. Eh? He's overdoing it now. Screaming, shouting, dancing, jumping. Come on, David. Take it easy. Please, this your office. Carry some dignity. There are some dignities. That for, I mean, I, come on, carry yourself with dignity. Some respect, some honor follows this office. I beg, David, take it easy. David said, that would be okay if it's only to men. But if it is to God, who made me king? And that was what happened here. Because the daughter of Saul, David's wife, looked through the window. saw the king leaping and whirling before the Lord, before the Lord, before the Lord. She should have backed off. And she despised him. Have you ever felt despised in the place of assignment? You are doing everything with the sincerity of heart. And behind you, they're like... And somehow you get to know. How do you feel? You feel bad. <laughs> you know, and it hurts the more when it's from people you don't expect. It hurts David here. Badly. She despised him in her heart. 
So they brought the ark of the Lord, but all the same, they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in the place, in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered, did you hear that again? We're talking of expressions of thanksgiving. He offered burnt offerings. Come on, he still gave. He continued to give. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings, and peace offerings before the Lord. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both, all, both the men, women and men, to everyone a loaf of bread and a piece of cake and a, uh, a piece of meat and a cake of raisin. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. When I came this morning, I came because I know that there will be need to really appreciate my thanks to God more than ever. Because <laughs> he brought me from a mighty long way. Day, Lord, you've been mighty, mighty good to me. He says, when I couldn't see my way, you turned my night into day. You are the key to the door I could not see. When I can't see my way. You turn my night into day. You are the key to the door I could not see. Lord, you've been merciful to me. You've been mighty, mighty good to me. So I came this morning, and when I was preparing, I saw something written by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, I woke up this morning with devout thanksgiving for my friends, the old and the new. And I knew that in the true sense of thanksgiving, how could you be saying, thank you, God? and you won't appreciate those that God is using to reach you with his blessings. Can you so much thank God for life, for multiplication, and you will hate your spouse? He says, you can see, 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 thanksgiving, you can't have thanksgiving and anger or unforgiveness or hatred or envy in the same heart. They don't do it. The moment you start to thank God, that's not to say that you are not capable of getting angry, of getting offended to this way you cannot forgive. But the moment you say, but God, this is a blessing to me. I want to give you praise. If I read it in the the message version, don't let me go into there now. Psalm 100. 
But let me read that very verse that says, enter into his presence with thanksgiving. He said, you have a password. Look, hear what he says. He said, enter, that's verse 4. Enter with the password. You know what it is? Thank you. And that brings me to concluding what we are saying today. To this story that I read, and I wrote it here. Somebody was analyzing it, an illustration. Be real life, actually. He said, this businessman was getting Plato in his business. He now put, it, put a post in the newspaper. He said, I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for an advice on how to, not just to maintain where I am, but to grow rapidly and increase. And he put a panel of price to it. Whatever advice will make me go, get through this rot and expand, I have a price of $5,000 for you. People submitted all kinds. Advice from great schools and great hearts and great minds. But then it came to one. The one that won it has a name, Ray McCandell. So it's a real life story. He said, do you know what he did? He wrote just one line. He said, teach your staff to always say thank you. That was it. You know the reason why most businesses fail? One of the main reasons, staff. Even when the economy is struggling, guess what? if they will still have to make use of those services or the product, they will look for the one that tells them thank you, the one that really accommodates them, the one that tourism, the one that really makes them feel good about spending their money. You have not failed in your business until your staff become very mean to your customers. The reason for interview is to look for attitudes. You don't want to bring an attitude that will destroy your endeavor. No matter how beautiful, no matter how wonderful they may be. But remember blessed memory. Had this very good friend from her work. I think she was coming to do business with them. Great heart. And we tried to invite them to church. Because in those days, anywhere you go, you want to invite people to church. I hope you are still doing that, by the way. Invite them to church. The world doesn't know church anymore. They don't like it. But when they see you and they are invited, they'll follow you. I'm not joking. Invite them to church. Don't become them. Let them become you. Or let them admire what you have to want to aspire to be like you in Jesus' name. Your own life is a fused life in Jesus' life. It's of power and glory. And so this day she came. Guess what? From the door she ran into trouble. What trouble? He said she felt this church is not it for me. So we ended and we were saying, how did you find it? Great. He said, yeah, everything is good. He said, but see, a lady greeted me at the door. Is she a member of the church? So, oh yeah, she is. She's so, 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 so. She's this. Oh, she's so, 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 so. He said, ah, she's the one. I looked into her eyes and her face. See, I've never seen a mean person like that in my life. See, she's not a good woman. See, if she's a member of your church, I'm not coming. Teach your people to appreciate people. You can't be everywhere. If Jesus can entrust me with this life, then please let people see this life and let it affect them. Those who are not ready to communicate that life, don't give them too much to do. They will destroy the place. Some say, no, but it's not that bad. 
What did that guys mean? The guys mean that you took, yeah, but you took an employment there. You accepted the offer. You are working there. They are paying your salary. Come on, the least you can do is to pray to God to help them there. Intercede for that ogre. Not oh, thank you. I mean, not when they come. You will say thank you. you say ah, ah, our office. Ah, wicked man, wicked people, wicked, wicked. You are there. You are destroying the place. Don't you know that you are building barriers for your own future? You may stall that work for a while, but if you see grow. What about you? You think that man will employ you? You know how you describe you? You are great, but you complain too much. You destroy the very people that are feeding you. And you think you are doing something good? If somebody comes to you talking bad about everybody around you, run from them. That's where they are talking bad of you to everybody else. We were somewhere in the U.S. and so great couple. They took us out to eat. Fantastic. Oh, beautiful atmosphere. Everything fine. But I think they didn't bring certain things that we ordered. And explained, oh, okay. Thank you. Then they went, came back. Said, then, then the lady said, but excuse me. You see, no, no, no. This is exactly what, okay. They went, they came back. Say, can't you see? We said this. It was going four or five times. Say, excuse me, can I see what I saw? Hi. Then they came, they prayed, they appealed. They appealed. Then they went back, all of them. Then they came back, about two or three of them. They said, now, I looked at this and said, I don't know. I, don't, uh, I told my wife, I said, I don't feel like eating anymore. He said, but why? I said, they're angry. I've seen documentary. When they're angry behind you, they're like, I've seen it. Learn to be nice. Appreciate people for who they are. Somebody say thank you is the best prayer you can pray. You, I mean, anyone can pray. Say thank you expresses extreme gratitude, as simple as it is. Extreme gratitude, humility, and understanding. Gratitude is a divine emotion. You see, he's a wise man who thanks God. I mean, who does not waste his time on what he doesn't have or what you think you have lost, but gives more time to what he has. He's a wise man. I close with this. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. That's true. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into access. Chaos into order. Confusion into clarity. Thank you. Look him. Engage his our eyes. Say thank you. You'll be amazed. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home. Thank you. A stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for our tomorrow. 
that was from a woman, Melody Beatty. You can't beat God saying thank you. He does everything and he still shows appreciation towards you. Where God beats me the most is when I'm struggling to achieve something. Struggling to accomplish something. And he knows I'm struggling. And I know I'm struggling. And even up until the moment where uh, it will be closed, I'm not sure of myself. Guess what? He takes me on. He makes me another person that day. He projects himself through me. People get delivered and lifted up. Or they say, man, where did you get this from? And guess what? He stays behind. He pushes me forward. And everybody is looking at me as the hero. And when they say, thank you, thank you, Taiwo, thank you, Pastor Taiwo, he's smiling and he's happy. What a God we serve. You know, I'll be a fool not to know that it is God. I'll be a fool not to return all the glory to his name. That's why I know you have a reason to thank God today. If you have, can you rise up? Just for some few minutes. And for this Thanksgiving day, if your legs are good, say amen. amen. Wow, I like the way you chorus amen. If your voices are sound and melodious, say amen. amen. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. That means that you can sing. Somebody says that, look, a verbal and vocal gratitude manifests God to the world. There is shouting, there is singing, there is dancing, there is giving, there is gladness of heart in service. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Your joy will be full in the name of Jesus. I stand as an oracle of God today. The Bible said David blessed them. He distributed to them. He blessed them. Hear me. We are not unaware of the lies and the ways of the devil. Oh, after celebration, then they go put more fire in their pot. Everywhere where this your praise worship would not be echoed and supported, but rather they have covenanted to stop your rejoicing. God has stopped them in the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. You will sing the new song into the new year in Jesus' name. He said he's put a new song in your mouth. If he has put it there, you will sing it. In the name of Jesus, every arrow of death will meet the sender. I mean back to sender. I say in the name of Jesus, every arrow of sickness, accident, fire, whatever evil, where they have covenanted that they will do, then they will know that you have a superior covenant. Every arrow they shoot against you will go back to sender in the name of Jesus. You will sing. Your household will sing. Your endeavor will sing. Your ministry will sing. You will sing and see your children's children. In the name of Jesus. It's the covenant to operate, ladies and gentlemen. Covenant of joy. We serve the Lord with gladness. Oh yeah. We serve him with dances. We serve with our entire heart. 
Anyone that will cross the path of your assignment in life that is not ready to build with you, I'm saying the one that is covenanted to stop you. In the name of Jesus, we stop them now. Glory be to God in the highest. Everyone that will bless your righteous cause, God will bless in Jesus' name. It's everyone that will bless you is blessed. Everyone that will curse you is cursed. Mark a shatter, Baba. I see you prosper in life. I see you rise in life. I see your life bringing glory to God. I see your life becoming a blessing to generations. In the name of Jesus. I say December 1, December 10, December 20, 21st, 31st. You will be singing a new song. In the name of Jesus. You and your entire household in Jesus' name. Glory be to God in the highest. Be confident of this one thing, Paul said. That he who has started this good work in you will perfect it. Even unto the coming of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I've never seen where the blood of Jesus filled people. Where people by faith stand on the efficacy and the power of the blood. I've never seen fear. You will not fear. And the blood will never fail you. In the name of Jesus. See, I'm so glad when I remember the Holy Spirit. I'm not alone. He's with me. He makes me sleep like a baby. Oh, the tranquility of the Holy Spirit is incredible. And yet, he says, He's a burning fire. He's a devouring fire. He's a consuming fire. You know what that fire does? He consumes and devours every opposition against you. What you have struggled to achieve since January. This December, even the things created, we give way to you in the name of Jesus. Whether it's in your health or your finances, in the name of Jesus, it's Thanksgiving. I say you are blessed. 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 In the name of Jesus. We say it in Jesus' name. I'm always excited when I remember that all things were created by him. So why we creatures not be saying, who are you? All things were created by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. Did you hear me? So who else compares? And in him was what? Can I hear you shout life? Come on, shout life. In him was what? Life. In him was what? Life. In him was what? Life. And the life was the light of man. And this light shines where? I said this light does what? This light does what? Shines. This light does what? Shines. This light does what? Shine. You cannot be shine. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said you are the light of the world. And where do you shine? In the dark. Let them stack up. All they want. You will shine better and better. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the very grave they dug for you, they will be buried in there. Except they repent. Then so we come Paul and we welcome them into the fold in the name of Jesus. I give God the glory. I say I give him the glory. This light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness cannot comprehend it. Keep on shining. Keep on growing. Keep on maturing. You are your household. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. This time next year, you'll be giving your testimonies again. In the name of Jesus. 
that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.